0: Hello, and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So, let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello, and welcome back to another guest episode. Today we have my wonderful friend Eve, and I absolutely love the work that she does. It is around the womb space and connecting women to their cycle, but it's so much more than that. And she goes into much more detail throughout this episode, but I'm so excited for you to listen to it. Um, It is something so relevant, something that I myself had to work quite hard to find some of these things out, and people like Eve out there are really spreading the message and really... Um, you know, allowing us to have the space to connect to ourselves and having that permission as well, which is I think is really, really important. But anyways, um, I hope you really love this episode. Please feel free to leave a review. Um, Also, if anything really resonates with you or you really want to know more about, um, drop me or Eve a message. She also has her own podcast that I'm going to link below as well. So you can check that out. And um, yeah, enjoy. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Eve McNaughton. Hello. <laughs> Hi.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me here. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. How How are you? darling? I'm, I'm doing good. It's good to see your face. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I feel like we go such long periods of time without meeting and then we're just we get on a call and we can't stop chatting like we started 25 minutes ago (laughs) I know exactly yeah I
0: feel like um that's also why we we should be on a podcast (laughs) so that someone can listen to us speak Um, exactly (laughs) I I also love it very well (laughs) so Eve has um a big orange um that she's currently smelling um
1: Which sounds oh, so strange just sniffing my orange oh, yeah <laughs> out
0: of comfort yes yeah um, it works apparently um That's I can't nice smell time. it so I can't vouch for that but um yeah <laughs> um right so let's get into it before we just sneak our way through this um I know <laughs> um, so Eve and I met, I think
1: it's been nearly a year now, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it probably be over a year now. I think we, we connected properly just before Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. And then we really started getting getting to know each other more in January and um jumping on a few calls with each other and now we just pretty much WhatsApp each other every other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: my yeah. god, yeah, no, because I'm pretty sure, so we <laughs> met in a, was it like a a program or like a three-day program by Sabi Kea, and um, yes, it was like the central dance kind of workshops that we were doing, and I remember, mm. I, I was just telling you this because we were, I was so confused about whose <laughs> work it was for a second, um, but I can't remember when it was, but it must have been the summertime, um, and yeah, we went to that and I didn't, I don't think, I don't, don't even remember seeing you there to be honest, but I just remember Savvy sharing your story. And I saw you in like this really long dress and like doing some really cool posts, poses, not posts. Um, and I thought, <laughs> oh my God, that looks so cool. I need to follow this girl. So I did. And I think we like, did we like exchange a few messages maybe? Cause you came back to me after and we did some coaching together and then um yeah as you said we're properly connected as accountability buddies um towards the end Mm. of the year which was really cool
1: yeah yeah I'm wearing that dress right now actually I mean I've got a top on and I'm wearing it as a skirt (laughs) it's here (laughs) just pull it up and show you um but yeah I'm wearing the dress that I was wearing in that reel now um but, yeah, I think after that, I think um i don't I didn't think I remember seeing you in there either, because I think there's quite a lot of people in there, mm-hmm. um but, yeah, you messaged me, you voice noted me on Instagram, and um we just, I think we voice noted back and forth on Instagram a little bit, but we realized that we both love talking and you can only talk for like 60 seconds on those messages. So you were like, should we just exchange numbers and just WhatsApp each other? And now we have like conversations every day of like 10 minute voice notes on WhatsApp. And yeah, I think uh, when we connected at the beginning of December, Um, I was doing my coaching training and you ended up um, doing some practice sessions with me and then we became accountability buddies and I did some of your hypnosis and things like that. And we, Yeah we just I feel like we just connect really well like it's just so nice to be able to connect with someone who gets you who understands you and comes from the same sort of um, belief system Um, and yeah we just like I say, we both love to chat shit. So <laughs> we just can we just keep talking to each other. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be great. I think that's how you keep the friendship going, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that. Um, yeah, so I thought I would bring Eve on today because I've been wanting for her to share her magic for a while. Um, because well, I think you're an incredibly special person. And the way that you share your magic and just your beliefs and um i mean it wows me every time you post a really more information like ah i didn't know that but i feel inspired now um so you're a big inspiration of mine in terms of um i guess feminine reclamation and sensuality and all of that um so i would love for you to share a little bit more about your journey as we kick off
1: thank you so much for saying so many wonderful things darling that makes me feel so good oh it's such a big question to talk about my journey um I'm just gonna take a, a moment to just see what I want to share going this is my orange
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so It's crazy because I think, like, my journey to healing really, really started when I came off the pill um, about three years ago, two and a half years ago, three years ago, coming up three years. Um, And that's what really kind of kick-started my healing journey. Um, But I think, to be honest, throughout my my entire life and – you know, I think you'll probably agree with me on this is everything that I've been through since I came into the earth was setting me up to do this work. Like everything that I experienced as a young child, um, the abuse that I experienced, the the shame that I experienced around being feminine, being flamboyant um, when I first got my my period. um all the conditioning around that and everything I experienced throughout my teens. I had a really difficult time when I was like uh, between the age of sort of 13 and 19. Um, And I experienced a lot of trauma. And um, by the time I made it to my sort of early twenties, I was suffering with severe anxiety, depression to the point where I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I was on multiple different kinds of medication, um, the pill being one of them, which was actually the cause of a lot of um, the problems that I was having. Um, And yeah, I just, eventually I hit like a a rock bottom and I started to sort of discover the coaching world on Instagram. And um, I mean, I've always been a very I've always been a fucking weirdo like <laughs> i've always been a very strange person in the fact that like i was always the the spiritual one the the sort of girl in the group that yeah was just a bit strange a bit different a bit sort of out of the box compared to everyone else mm-hmm. um and i suppose i really i've just lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> Yes and so I um, was dealing with all of these problems I was suffering with severe anxiety depression my skin was coming out in like um, hives like red blotchy Um really I was really uncomfortable all of the time I felt so disconnected to my body I felt so disconnected to any desire for for anything and I started finding um yeah connecting with the coaching world and and sort of connecting with all of these spiritual people and I, I began to see that I wasn't an outsider in the way that I thought that I was growing up I was connecting with people who believed in the same stuff that I did and expressed themselves in the same way that I desired to express myself and um one of the things that I wanted to do for a while was come off the pill And I was talking to uh, my partner about it for a while um, because obviously we were having unprotected sex because I was on the pill. Um, And so it was something that I wanted to discuss with him before making the decision. And he was like straight away, he was fine with it. And I just, I kept on thinking about it and wanting to lean into it. And I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, I've been on the pill since I was like 14. I don't know what it is like to be off the pill. Mm. And so I really wanted to come off it, but I just couldn't do it. And then towards the end, um, just before I came off it, my, my cycles, um, I started to experience a lot more pain. And my menstrual blood went from being red to almost black, which is really, really unhealthy. And it was basically my womb telling me, you need to come off the pill like it's time you have to and i really needed that nudge to yeah to 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 let go of that part of my life and i came off the pill and i also came off of um my antidepressants at the same time and within about 3 months uh, my periods were back to normal but the first bleed that i had after i came off the pill I remember I was sitting. I was sitting in the living room, <laughs> in this room, and I was on the floor. And Daryl was at work. And I just, um, I was on the first day of this bleed, and I was experiencing really, really terrible pains when I first uh, came off the pill, uh, which again was my womb communicating with me and and showing me all of the trauma and pain um, that was living there, that was that was stuck within my sexual center and um yeah so I was sitting there and I was I was doing I did a yoga and then I did breath work um because I was in so much pain and during the breath work practice I it was like the first time that I had a connection with um the divine with spirit um with God and I just kept on hearing you're a healer you're a healer you're a healer I'm getting goosebumps now <laughs> talking about it um and I remember laying there and they kept telling me that I needed to follow the path of the divine feminine and at this at this point I had never I'd never looked into divine feminine or feminine and masculine I hadn't I had no idea about like womb healing or um, energetic healing. I had no clue. And I experienced all of this and it was so, so profound. And I remember Daryl came through the door and I was sitting on the on the floor just crying. And he came over and he was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was I, I remember saying to him, there's something within the divine feminine that I have to follow. I don't know what it is, but I, I just need to do it and it it felt it was the realest thing that I'd ever felt in my entire life um and yeah from there I just I I became the the healer through healing and um yeah, I just followed the path of of um the womb and began to allow myself to just be all of who I was all of the the parts of myself that I suppressed so much when I was a teenager to try and protect myself and I just allow myself to explore and express the fullness of my wild feminine and my womb wisdom and yeah that that's sort of the the, the, the root of the journey, I suppose, where it all really began. And from there, I've just been on, yeah, like a wild journey of just reclaiming all of these things that I was um, shamed for growing up and and that was also taken away from me. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Um, I feel like I can I can resonate definitely with coming off of the pill. I felt like for me... was very eye-opening as well because um I don't even remember I think I just came off of it because I ran out um and I had moved abroad so I didn't have any and it was only when I after like two months went to get some more um I really noticed the difference and I was like whoa like whoa <laughs> like i because i had been looking you know at all these other issues At why am i feeling this way um especially due to my mental health at the time um i was always trying to you know blame it on other things other parts of me and um to really see how much this can do is incredible um yeah thank you so much for sharing your story because that that's all that's so incredible i had no idea Um, of Mm. lots of those things that you've just shared. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, Which, like, out of all of these practices that you have done, that has brought you here today, what is one thing you will never stop doing?
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What is one thing that has supported you? I'd have to say menstrual cycle awareness like that's it's the it's the the foundation of my life it's the main thing that I teach it's the root of what I teach Mm -hmm. um because it's because I one of the things that I would say is like just being in my body connecting to my body because I spent so much of my life living from the neck up um And there's so many different embodiment practices that we can do, you know, and movement is like my favorite thing to do. But menstrual cycle awareness is, yeah, it's something that I will never, never stop doing because every time, every sing- single cycle, I learn something new about myself. I get given the opportunity to heal deeper, to shed another layer, to yeah, go deeper into who I am and, and what I'm here for. And it's also, it's not just like, it's it's not just a super spiritual process for me, but it's also like a massive part of our health, you know, and that was ultimately one of the things that was, um, you know, terrible when I was um, depressed and and severely anxious all the time. Like my health was awful. You know, I I wasn't eating properly. I, you know, I was I was depleted. I my body was literally at the stage of of giving up. Mm. And yeah, the, working with my womb, working with my menstrual cycle has been the thing that has completely changed my life, my relationship everything and yeah it's i'm so grateful for it so yeah i would definitely say that mental cycle awareness
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow i feel like there's so much in there um that we just haven't been taught that still blows my mind to this day um that i feel like would take so much pressure off of all of us all of us women um if we Mm. were actually educated on, on all of this um So there was actually something that popped up in my head because you mentioned the divine feminine. Um, Mm. What does that represent to you today? What does it mean to you today? How do you see the divine feminine?
1: (laughs) Ooh, Darlene with the juicy questions. (laughs) Um, The divine feminine to me is being able to, express all of who I am it is I am I'm a very very feminine person I'm also very masculine I love I love structure I love to have balance but A lot of the time, like, we live in a society where the feminine has just been shut down, right? The menstrual cycle, for for an example, it's just everything about the feminine has been ignored. We've not been taught about it. We've not been taught about a menstrual cycle. We've not been taught about our body, our pleasure, our sexuality. We're not taught any of this stuff. And it takes us out of our body, right? And we're, we're taught also that the mind is superior, the masculine, right? Because the masculine um encompanies the mind and the feminine is the body. And we've been taught that the masculine is the only part of us that is worthy. Mm. And that's not true. We've been, we've been told that the feminine parts of ourselves, that the parts of us that are sensual and sexual and expressive and that have an opinion are wrong and they're not okay. And to me, embodying the divine feminine is reclaiming those parts of ourselves that the culture we live in, the society that we've been brought up in tells us is wrong. And that is why so many women are, and not just women, the feminine, the feminine aspects in men, anyone who identifies with the feminine have been suppressed. Because we've been told that everything about the feminine is wrong. It's not right. It doesn't work. And essentially, what has happened is we've found our way into a society where we are ruled by masculine and it's a wounded masculine right the look at our government for example it's not a fucking empowered masculine is it it's a wounded masculine and all it's doing is tearing everything down and we need that balance between masculine and feminine for things to flourish and you know looking back on my journey I was I was torn down there was no room for my feminine because I was pushing all the time I was suppressing my menstrual cycle and my hormones with the pill I was taking medication to stop my skin from speaking to me communicating me and communicating to me and telling me there's something happening here in your body that you're so disconnected to you need to listen because we cannot keep functioning like this right and so yeah the divine feminine to me is being able to accept what is there in your body, to feel your body, to um, connect with your body and allow yourself to drop out of the masculine, let go of the masculine for some time and come back to the feminine, to the body, to your womb, to your power. Yeah. And how can we do that? By embodying menstrual (laughs) (laughs) psychologies. By, yeah, by healing the womb, by allowing yourself to... Like, one of the big things that I um, sort of saw in the coaching world when I first started, and like I said, um, when I first kind of found the coaching world, it was the very kind of um, linear sort of um, mindset coaches and all everyone working with the mind, the brain, and how to change your beliefs, Um you know, and yeah, that that's great. And you know, when I started doing that, that that was okay, and I could I could start to tell myself these different things. But if you're telling yourself to believe something, like let's say, um, it's safe for me to be in my body when I'm having sex. Okay, you're telling yourself over and over and over again, it's safe. This is safe. This is safe. If your nervous system does not believe that. If you're if you if you do not know how to regulate your nervous system to make your nervous system feel safe, then your body is not going to respond to what you're telling yourself in your mind. So you've got to work with your body. Mm -hmm. That's the, the sort of root of it. And that's why menstrual cycle awareness is like the biggest thing that I will never let go of, because you cannot do menstrual cycle awareness disembodied because it is happening in your body. You have to be embodied to work with your menstrual cycle. And so, yeah, coming down into the body, dropping out of the mind and coming down into your body, working with your nervous system, working with your menstrual cycle, working with sensuality, working with pleasure, working with exploration of yourself, your own expression of what the feminine is to you, because for everyone it's different, right? It's different for everyone. Everyone has feminine and masculine energy, no matter what gender you are. And yeah, coming down into your body and allowing yourself to fucking feel, because that is the bottom line. Being able to feel, that's what the feminine does. The feminine feels. The masculine thinks the feminine feels. So letting yourself feel your past trauma, your pain, the things that you've not fully processed, all the emotions that you have stored in your body because you weren't allowed to express them when you were a kid or when you were a teenager and letting them out, letting them out, right? Expressing anger, something like anger. Like we've been, we've been told that anger is such a horrible emotion. It's a bad emotion. It's wrong. We shouldn't express anger, right? But if we look at like all the fucking men, in the world, fucking Putin, whatever his fucking name is. Like they these men are, they're acting on unresolved anger, right? If you can sit with your anger, if you can listen to it and say, hey, why are you here? What are you here to show me? How can I process you in a healthy way? We would be living in a world that is is so much lighter, right? There would be less war, there would be less uh, destruction. And yeah, yeah.
0: I really agree with everything that you've been saying about, um, especially about the fact that we live in such a masculine world um, and power driven world as well. I think us women over the years, we've really adjusted to obviously fit into this world, which even though it doesn't serve us um, as well. We are sold that that is the way and there is no other way. So that is what we've been led to believe. That is, I mean, we're put into structures ever since the moment we're pretty much born. Um, We're like, you know, go to school, this is your life now. Go to uni, this is your life now. And you stick to those structures um, and are expected to come out of that with a power, logical, driven decision um, that will most likely help other people make money. Um. So <laughs> that is just one of the many examples of the world, but um, I would love for you to kind of, you know, I, I for example, I've only really tapped into my sensuality a little bit more over the last few years because we, as women, we're are taught that it's not something you know, it's something shameful. It's something we shouldn't really, you know, show our bodies, you know, cover it up, or if we're not covered up, we're like trying to get attention from someone. Um, and there's always a reason behind that. It can't just be that we, you know, love our bodies and are comfortable with ourselves. It's that we are trying too hard as well. Um, I mean, there's always, you know, I mean I can see you probably have a lot to say about this but um I would just love to hear more about um sensuality and how that relates to the divine feminine
1: Mm. yeah and something I really want to say here as well is like how you were saying you know it's something that we've been taught is is wrong like for a time it was it was actually incredibly dangerous for women to be sensual, right? If you if you think about like the witch hunts, like witches were like, you know, so many people had this perceived idea of what a witch is, and then it's like um, you know, a woman who does evil things, makes potions and stuff like that. But really, a witch is just a woman who is connected to the divine feminine, connected to her body, has um like knowledge on herbs has knowledge on um her body her menstrual cycle you know all of this stuff and and those women were burnt because of that they were they were literally killed their lives were taken because they were connected to their bodies they were sensual right and so that is still within us like this um I don't know if you've ever looked into ancestral trauma I'm pretty sure you probably have (laughs) but like you know it's the, the 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 things that we experience the reason why people fear things like sensuality the feminine um you know being connected to their menstrual cycle enjoying sex um you know enjoying attention is because in the past women were killed for it and we still have that imprint within our body like um there's so many there's so many books and all sorts of things there's one uh what's it called it didn't start with you by mark can't remember his last name um but he basically talks about how um experiences that our grandparents our great grandparents our great 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 grandparents have experienced are still experience within our body even though we may never have experienced the initial trauma because it is passed down within our DNA within our cells, within our nervous system and this is why I say you can't just tell your brain it's safe for me to express this you have to imprint that into your nervous system you have to work with your nervous system and learn to regulate your nervous system and actually tell your body this is safe right because Underneath all of this, like oh, you know, someone's gonna think that I'm, you know, trying to get attention from men because I fucking wear hardly any clothes. I was literally talking about the fact that I like wearing no clothes before we start recording as well. Like, you know, you, you think all of these things, like people are gonna think that, or it's, it's bad. It's underneath all of that. We actually have a fear that something really bad is gonna happen. Our lives are gonna get taken because that's how it used to be. Right, so yeah, I wanted to share that. And what was your question? Was that was that? Did that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, how
0: does you sit like this sensuality and everything? How, mm. um, and with the divine feminine habits that um kind of connect to it?
1: Yeah, so I suppose I covered a little bit of it there. You know, it's like the the danger of it, the fear that so many people have comes from that sort of ancestral trauma, and then. Um, Yeah, you know, like, right now I'm sitting here with a a fucking orange, like we were talking about at the beginning, because it acts, and when you think about sensuality, is, again, some people will think sensuality is this, like, a seductive woman that's like wearing hardly any clothes or is completely naked moving her body in a certain way to try and seduce someone to bring something in to call someone in an energy attention whatever it is right people will think that sensuality is about that but sensuality really is about connecting to your fucking senses it's in the word sensuality it's about sensing our reality and if we are just in our head if we are just working with our mindset if we are just embodying the masculine we are disconnected sometimes to our felt sense reality right and so I'm I'm here with an orange and sniffing this orange every now and then because it allows me to come back into my body right so When I lost my train of thought at the beginning, what did I do? I picked up my orange to sniff it, (laughs) to bring myself back into my body, because that's one of my five senses. Mm -hmm. Right? Smell your body. So if you want to connect with the divine feminine, you need to be in your body. You need to connect with your senses right to play in the realm of your senses to invite those that energy within up to the surface right you're, you're bringing something out of yourself when you're being sensual you're not necessarily calling someone in although being seductive is also not a bad thing right that is it's not we don't need to demonize that either but the root of sensuality is the fact that we are activating our senses we are bringing our body into it so that we can feel fully alive and we can have a full embodied experience of what is going on in our life Mm -hmm. right and we can connect to it in every single way so yeah that's what I would say.
0: I love that I think it's really interesting because I was thinking when you were speaking about um, witches um, I was really thinking about the way that women have been portrayed in film and everything, and stories, Um, I mean, take Sirens, for example, Um, how it was always, you know, women, women were like trying to seduce men um, and killing them by luring them out of their ships. Um, And these representations and these stories that have been passed on for generations, but also in film. There are so, so many films out there in which um, women are just represented in exactly the way that this patriarchal world likes it, not with any real, you know, reference to real women, but exactly how these people in the society would want them to be represented. Um, which then re-traumatizes us to living a certain way because that is what's imprinted in us. We've always, you know, we've seen so many shows and (sighs) films where the woman does everything in the relationship. You know, she's responsible. She's the nurturing one. She's the one that, you know, stays at home, um, doesn't do anything, doesn't have any big dreams. Um, And if she does, she has to make a choice. She can't have both. And it's this whole, you know, this whole different perspective to what I have personally started deconditioning myself from speaking Mm. to other people who have not had to do those things, Um, especially the choosing between career and family. Like, I think that is one of the biggest lies that we are told, which sets you off with so much anxiety because you're like, oh, I can't choose a career that's going to take over my life, because that means, I am never going to be able to have a partner or have a family. Like that's not possible because everyone's told me that that's not possible. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on that? Mm.
1: Yeah, I think think there's two things that are coming up there. The first thing is like, you know, we, we have been sort of taught that it's not okay to be sexual or sensual. Um, you know women have been demonized um, for having that kind of um, embodiment persona um, personality you know but at the same time we've also been told that like you have to be that to get a man like you need be sexual but don't be too sexual you know and it's like we've almost been taught that we need to do it but we don't need to do it and so we're we're in this thing where it's like how do I express myself in a way that is going to allow me to have everything Mm -hmm. right and yeah it's been so demonized we're not allowed to be sexual unless we're trying to get a man and then all the women are going to hate you and they're going to think you're going to steal your man and you know that brings in like the the feminine wound the wound of um yeah the women wound of the feminine being connected to other women because that's another thing that the patriarch um patriarchal society have done is they've turned us against each other because that is the easiest way to keep a woman suppressed is -hmm. to take away their connection to sisterhood because that is like one of the biggest um ways to connect to our power like you know when we've like I know you will have done it and you hope you've hosted them yourself in, in, in the, in the past, when you, when you step into circle with other women, how incredibly powerful is that? Mm -hmm. It's so insanely powerful. It's so healing because we've been told that, you know, and a lot of the bonding between women comes from like bitching, you know, you bitch about other women. That's what they do. And it's like, that that's it's not healthy and this is and this is why we fear the feminine so much we fear the feminine in ourselves we fear the feminine in other people and it's like the only thing that is good is the masculine yeah um and there was another thing there what what was what was the what were you talking about sorry because I've lost what I was going to say what did you say
0: I was talking about representation of women in film and um mm.
1: yeah and that. yeah so another thing um that I would uh, sort I of say that
0: saying stay at home moms and
1: choosing between mm. career and I don't know if that helps. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. So think of like the Little Mermaid, mm. right? She was she was torn between whether to have the man she loved and give up everything that she was, that she knew, everything that made her her, to have the man, mm. right? she could only have one or the other she could only stay as a mermaid with her family under the sea or she could choose to give up everything that she was everything that she knew to be with a man and it's like we have to adapt ourselves we have to change ourselves to find love and that's not that's not reality that isn't reality um and the other thing that I would um love to mention as well is like porn. When you look at porn, there is no representation of a woman's anatomy of arousal. Like mm-hmm. it is penetration. That's all it is. and And literally, like when we when you think of sex, right, you, you we say penetration, don't we? It's from the man's point of view right it's penetration we get penetrated during sex it's not we don't say envelop right that would be from the feminine point of view we envelop the cock we don't say that we say we get penetrated right Mm. it's everything is from the masculine point of view like and porn um is the representation that women get is that we are um like essentially submissive Mm-hmm. We we have to be submissive. Right. And it, there's like a real aggression to it. There's no re- real representation of a woman's arousal. And this it changes throughout our menstrual cycle. You know, during ovulation, we're going to have more desire for sex in the way that we've been told we should have desire for sex, the way that man, men have desire for sex. So it's a bit more instant. We turn on a little bit quicker. Right that's gonna be more relevant when we ovulate. When we menstruate, it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have any libido. We just turn on differently than men, and there is no representation of that. Mm. There is no representation of how to warm up the feminine, how to embody the feminine within, yeah, sex, relationships, career. Like, again, career is another one. Like, there is no um, support around the menstrual cycle in, like nine to five jobs. These things were built for men. The the, the society we live in was built for men and their 24-hour clock, right? We have a different one. We have a 28-day infradian rhythm that affects multiple different systems in our body, including our menstrual cycle, right? And so we change, we ebb, we flow, and we don't fit in to this structure that has been built around us that we have to force ourselves into and this is why so many women suffer with things like endometriosis pcos fibroids fucking pmdd pms because we are forcing ourselves to show up in a capacity that we cannot fucking show up in Mm -hmm. right we can't do it we're not our bodies are literally not designed to do that like Mm -hmm. on a visceral level we are not designed to do that and this is why we have been stripped from our health from our sensuality, from our sexuality, from our feminine expression, because we have been forced into a world that only represents the, the masculine and it's a wounded fucking masculine as well. Mm-hmm.
0: No, thank yeah. you for saying that's, all of that.
1: That's what I would say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much. Um, no, I fully agree with that. And um, when you were speaking about um, women and you know how we're kind of pinned against each other there's a song called mad woman by taylor swift um and i absolutely love that song there's a line in it that says um women like hunting witches too doing their dirtiest work for you and Mm -hmm. that's one of the lines that always hits really hard because that's exactly it like we're pinned against each other and we're kind of in a way made to do the hunting for them (laughs) it's kind of um it's crazy but that whole song really rings true um and it's a great um great representation when you feel like a mad woman and you kind of need to shout it out um but um i really really feel that and i felt like the gossiping part it's taken me years to unlearn because i used to like naturally jump in on it because i thought i'm not going to fit in if i don't and the amount of times where either that backfired or like it never made me feel good but it very often backfired but you just keep getting into the cycle of i need to do that because everyone else is doing it or you know you're just not going to fit in or um but then at the back of your head you also always carry that fear of if you do something wrong you're going to be the one that they're going to be talking about yeah like it was always like either way there was no way out um Mm -hmm. to the point that you know i mean you might have done the same as well where i just cut people out of my life because that was the only relationship i had with them it wasn't a relationship that was caring and nurturing it was a relationship that was maintained by what's the latest gossip or what can you you know, how can we shit on this person today or that person today? And, um, the more aware I became of that and the more I corrected that behavior in myself, the more I realized I have nothing else to say to this person. Um, and that is a very, very, I think for, especially for us women individually, I think that is one of the biggest things to take note, um, Mm. on, um, for me, at least it was one of the biggest things because then it, also made me more aware of the kind of people I wanted in my life. Because the moment that you realize, like, what, what kind of energy you're no longer a match for, that's also when you're able to call on those people that can support you on those other things. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to share that. Um, mm. I have another question for you, um, mm. actually, and that is... What do you love most about your life today?
1: Oh, that's so hard. I love so many things. (laughs) Um, What do I love the most? Gosh, I feel like that is really so difficult. Um, I'd probably say my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because he's just... I always get all, like, giggly and girly when I talk (laughs) He's just the best person in the world. And he allows me to – he's made this journey so easy for me because I think, you know, like we were saying before, like we have to change ourselves to be in relationships. That's what we're we're sort of taught we think we need to do. We have to give up parts of ourselves or – shape ourselves or you know only show certain parts of ourselves to our partner and he yeah has made the journey so easy I feel like he can probably hear me talking now it's not because he's upstairs <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he's made he's made the journey so easy for me and he accepts all of who I am and he like loves to learn about my menstrual cycle and he probably knows as much as I do about my menstrual cycle and yeah he's just the most amazing person ever and I'm so grateful for him and yeah I think that's probably the thing I love the most about my life right now is just our relationship because it just gets better and better every day and and, you know yeah he's he's incredible so that's what I would say
0: (laughs) for you (laughs)
1: thanks
0: (laughs) oh you're blushing (laughs) i know i am (laughs) no well thank you so much um for sharing that um i would love to know i mean you kind of touched upon this at the beginning a little bit but what was like one of the biggest pivot points um in the work that you do now
1: yeah i think definitely coming off the pill um because it was the thing that really like opened the doors for me to uh, become who i am becoming and um yeah just working with my womb like because it's something that i do every day it's something that i do you know it's like i say i learn something new about myself every single cycle Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I suppose the pivotal moment really, there's been a really big pivot actually in the last sort of two months, because, um, I started this work as like a menstrual cycle coach. Um, and then I sort of started learning a lot more about sexuality and female pleasure. And I sort of, um, defined myself I was I was still like in that kind of um conditioning again of I need to fit into some kind of box you know so even though I was in um becoming a coach and and a healer and trying to create a life where I wasn't living inside the masculine structure um a lot of the training and the business side of the training that I had was still very very masculine very very structured and it was like You have to niche yourself so far down that, you know, it was like, I kept on changing what I was doing because I was like, I don't think that quite fits what I want to do. And it's like the pivotal moment for me in this year, I would say is definitely, yeah, two months ago. And I was just like, I don't want to define myself as just a coach or just a healer or just someone who works with a menstrual cycle or just someone who works with sexuality or just someone who works with feminine embodiment. Like I do it all. I don't fit into a box and that's what the feminine is really she doesn't fit into one shape and yeah allowing myself to just become the rawest realist part of who I am mm-hmm. um is definitely a huge pivotal moment for me and so much has shifted since letting go of that and I think that truly is the journey for everyone who um you know comes here comes to earth to learn the lesson of, of of human life is to learn to let go of every single label that we put on ourselves because even our name like Darlene Eve that's a label mm-hmm. like at the end of the day we are just spirit that is just manifested into matter here on earth that's all we are and we're just here, we're, we're, we're a fragment of a collective consciousness here on this plane to learn whatever we're here to, we are here to learn. And I think letting go of just all of the labels, all of the things that we feel like we have to be, um, the niches, the, the, the marketing str- strategies, all of the things that, that try to make us fit into one thing, when we, when we learn to let that go that's when we become free. That's when we become fully embodied as human beings, as raw souls just on Earth, yeah.
0: Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Is there anything else that you feel like, I really feel like whoever's listening to this might need to hear this? Um, Is there anything that you'd like to share?
1: Let me just tap in and see if there's anything there. I think if there's anyone watching this who feels completely lost, completely disconnected to their body, Um, maybe they're still carrying a lot of shame around their menstrual cycle. Maybe they have no idea about their sexuality, about who they are, about how to express themselves, how to use their voice, how to drop into their body and and start embodying the feminine. If there's anyone watching that just feels really, really disconnected? Just know that it, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, I remember there was a point in my life where I felt so disconnected that I I said to myself, maybe this is just what life is. Maybe this is just what it is. Everyone just experiences this severe disconnect and severe unhappiness. Like, I tried to make it normal because I didn't think there was a way out, but there is. And, yeah, you can find the way out. And another thing that I will say is no one else is gonna give you the way out but yourself everything you need is within you you just need to tap into your body and find it yeah
0: wow thank you so much for sharing that Mm -hmm. well it's been such a pleasure having you
1: and i would love for you to also tell people where they can find you yeah. Thank you so much for having me, darling. It's been wonderful to be here. Um, you So I am on Instagram. My Instagram handle is it's just underscore underscore Eve. Um, I like to hang out there a lot. Um, <laughs> you can find me on my website, which is www.evemcnightoncoaching.com. On there, you can find like all of my offerings. You can sign up to my mailing list um, and I also have my own podcast, which is called Pussy Magic and Manifestations. And I have actually interviewed Darlene on that, and that is a juicy episode as well. So you should all go have a listen. um Yeah, so that's where you can find me. And yeah, I'd love to connect with with whoever is listening and feels resonated with this work.
0: Yes, please do let us know um, and message Eve if you have any questions. Um, 'Cause honestly mm. she is a I don't know if that's a thing, well of wisdom. Is that a word? Is that a saying? A well. A
1: well of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. A well a well is like a deep, deep dark hole in the ground, isn't it? So yeah, I'll oh, take yeah. that. I'm a well of wisdom. Let's go with it. <laughs> I was like
0: I was also thinking of like in my head I was picturing like a fountain of wisdom, like you're just sprinkling wisdom and <laughs> yeah,
1: getting getting my sprinkling head. my magic everywhere. <laughs>
0: You're a sprinkly fairy with fairy dust. Yeah,
1: totally. Uh, Have you bitten
0: into that orange? I no, sorry. sorry. There's a piece
1: missing. No, so I've just um, I've just been. I was peeling it. I was just peeling it because it just brings the scent out more. I'm just gonna rub my orange.
0: No, oh, I do love that. I did make a clementine clementine cake, which was so, so delicious. Mm. Um, I do love oranges. I could drink orange juice for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. It's so good, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, and thank you so much for sharing your magic and offering your time. Um, well, giving me your time, <laughs> giving me your time. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.